Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica. This week I'm joined by Lori Brockhouse. Lori has worked with youth in the St. Louis area since 2000 as a classroom teacher and social worker in school and community organizations and has taught yoga to children and adults since 2004. She brings together years of experience in education, social justice work, therapy, and yoga and mindfulness. Lori co-founded and directs the Oxygen Project, Yoga for Youth, which empowers youth through the tools of yoga and mindfulness by offering low or no-cost programming at schools and youth agencies in underserved communities. She also coordinates yoga teacher training programs and instructs group sessions at Urban Breath Yoga. Lori is certified as a yoga therapist through the International Association of Yoga Therapists. She often instructs yoga trainings relevant to mental health and social service and is a mental health and yoga therapist in private practice, specializing in work with children and adolescents. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jessica. Yes, I am excited to connect with you and learn more about you. So I'll start at the beginning of yoga for you. When did you first find yoga and how did it impact your life? Okay, um, so as many white Western yoga (laughs) practitioners, I found yoga um, through the physical aspect. I think that was the interest um, in it as at first was the asana, the postures. It was the late 90s. I was in college um, and I was quite into fitness activities, worked at a recreation center. um, And so it just seemed logical to try. So I started with um, some Rodney Yee VHS tapes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Those those 20 minute VHS tapes would start some of my mornings. And then I remember my first yoga class um, was in New York City. My sister was living in New York City at the time and I would visit her each year and she was starting to get into yoga. Um, So I attribute, you know, all of this to her. Mm. (laughs) Um, And she took me to a class that she had been attending and it was in um, an attic space in Astoria. Quite sure it was was summertime and hot or springtime and really hot and like upstairs space cramped. Um, and I just remember having a different experience of yoga at that point than I had had with the videos. Um, and I can just describe it as kind of coming home. Um, it felt like, 
oh, this feels not like something new, but just something that fits and something needed and something that kind of not only at that point was a physical experience, but uh, a mental, emotional and, and spiritual one as well. Um, so that was the beginning. And so that was college time. I'm sure I was doing many things and <laughs> yoga was just one of them. And so I kind of just dabbled in it. And then I, I moved to St. Louis a few years later. And at that time, like studios were beginning to crop up. Um, and one moved into my neighborhood. And so I started going to a weekly class. And again, just kind of felt like this, this is needed, you know, like I can't, I can't um, walk away from this. This is something that's needed. And it, it's interesting how it felt kind of like, um, yeah, just aligned with who I was. It was kind of like, oh, like something gets me, <laughs> if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, again, encompassing the physical and um, emotional and, and spiritual aspects and just connection in general, like to connect with a community um, that kind of had similar views and ideals um, was just really valuable at, a, I think, a critical time of my life. So um, yeah, so from that, it kind of grew into um, a more daily practice, um, you know, from a weekly to a daily practice and just kind of has really infiltrated all aspects of my life from uh, the way that I um, view myself and view the world, the way that I interact with others. Of course, it's defined all of my work in more ways than being a yoga teacher. Um, and yeah, so it's, I, I can't really imagine what my life would look like if yoga had not been a part of that, a part of it at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a beautiful story. And I think so many people can relate to that feeling of coming home that you get at some point. Not everyone has it in their first class. A lot of people do actually that I talk to. They do have a moment of like, hmm, wow, this feeling, <laughs> you know, it's it's that comfort. It's that feeling that safety. Um, so I think that's such a beautiful story. And I'm so glad you found it early on in your life as well. I think we all need it. The earlier, the better. That's why yes. I <laughs> talk about kids yoga. Exactly. Now, when did you decide that you wanted to share yoga with children? Yeah. So I went through my first, uh, my only 200 hour yoga training, um, you know, about, I don't know, about seven years after I started practicing yoga. Um, and that, you know, that was not something I intended to do. This was, you know, a practice again, something that I felt I needed for myself um, and, and how I, again, interacted with the world. Um, but I, I had a friend at, a at the time who um, was opening a, a shop and in the basement of this shop um, was a, a space. And he said, you're going to teach yoga there. I'm like, well, I don't teach yoga. That's not something that I do. <laughs> um, but it kind of like planted a seed, I think. And um, shortly after that, one of the first trainings, um, yoga teacher trainings came to St. Louis and it was at a place I was teaching aerobics at the time at a university rec center. And um, my teacher, my first yoga teacher, Jaime Sanchez, um, uh, offered a 
by training there. And as an employee, I was able to get a discount. So it was kind of like all the stars aligned. Um, so I started teaching and finished that training in 2004. Um, so alongside my yoga, I've always worked with kids. Um, so since I was a kid, I babysat, you know, as a teenager. Um, I, um, my undergraduate degree was in elementary education. I worked at before school, after school, and summer programs all through college, um, as well as volunteer tutoring and such. Um, so, and then after college, I taught middle school for a couple of years before moving into um, social work, where I also worked with kids. So, mm-hmm. kind of um, along with all of that work, um, as I started to become. Um, a yoga practitioner and then a yoga teacher, I would also start to share it with kids that I worked with. Um, And at first it was kind of, it was again, mostly the postures, like here's some fun, you know, shapes that we can do in our bodies. And um, at that time, I think kind of aligned with when research was starting to come out on the benefits, not only the physical, but the uh, mental health benefits of yoga and mindfulness in particular. And I always see, I see yoga as a mindfulness practice um, as well as a state of being. Um, so yeah, so it all just kind of uh, came together. I, w- I started to see as I would share yoga with kids that I worked with, um, that they enjoyed doing it. It was again, something fun that they could do. And there was also like a noticeable shift um, in terms of nag- navigating strong emotions. Um, so in that, um, Again, that kind of was a common thread of offering yoga in spaces that I worked, but keeping kind of, in a sense, keeping yoga separate. I was teaching, you know, one or two classes for adults a week and, um, and um, doing full-time educational work or social work um, jobs. And then at some point, um, it was 2012, I left a full-time social work job, um, just thinking like, I don't know how, (laughs) but I know that I do want to make sharing yoga and mindfulness with kids a bigger part of my life and my work. Um, And so at that point, I was lucky enough to have connected and built a friendship and a working relationship with the owner of a studio here in St. Louis called Urban Breath Yoga. So Kathleen Williams owns that studio and um, she knew of my interests and I had been working with her as a, as a teacher and um, she said, well, I can offer you a little bit more work. And, and together we um, built what is now the Oxygen Project. So um, which is a nonprofit in St. Louis that brings yoga into schools and youth agencies. So at that time, um, Kathleen allowed that work, the yoga for youth classes to be part of the yoga studios work. And then as it grew, it became noticeable that it needed to be its own entity. Um, so I always attribute that, of course, the, the building of the organization to um, it was, it was not just that seed in my mind, but Kathleen's actual, like, let's make it happen um, and putting the resources behind it as well as giving it the name that it, the organization has. So, yeah. yeah so that, so what kind of work, so what year was that, that the Oxygen Project was? 
was founded? So it was around 2014. Okay. Yeah, I think it was 2014 that we started doing some youth yoga classes um, through Open Breath Yoga, the studio mm-hmm. um, that Kathleen owns that I work with as well. Um, and then in 2016, the Oxygen Project became a nonprofit entity. So standing on its own. Got it. Okay. So over the last five years or so, how has the work developed and changed and and what kind of um, classes and opportunities are you offering children? It's changed a lot, especially in the past year and a half as things have changed. I wonder why. So when we began in 2014, again, um, it was kind of just a, a small offering that, you know, the, the yoga studio would get requests for outreach. You know, again, this is at a time when um, research was out there, people were recognizing that yoga is not just this thing that's valuable in a studio setting, but we want to offer, we, you know, we want to put it out there in the world. Um, so Kathleen had that goal and I had the experience with working with kids and kind of came together. So we would, um, we offer just a, f- a couple of classes to begin with and a couple of schools. Um, as a social worker, I was able to be a, um, am able to be a field instructor, which means we had a social work practicum student who helped us a lot in those first, um, that first year, like building programming, building the systems for that programming to be offered. So our goal with the Oxygen Project was not only to offer like a one-time fun yoga class for kids, although we hope it's fun too, (laughs) Um, but to recognize the needs particularly in St. Louis, um, which in which has a um, high rate of low-income families, um, especially in the St. Louis public school area. Um, A lot of um, trauma based on um, racial um, issues, um, systemic racism. So we wanted to really allow yoga and mindfulness to be a tool for kids, as you mentioned, like the earlier the better because then they become life skills, Um, to be a tool for kids to manage the effects of trauma and chronic stress. And so we we have always had a focus of working in under-resourced areas, in particular St. Louis City. Um, and have had a focus of offering yoga and mindfulness classes, although like in a fun way and developmentally in age appropriate way, um, in order to teach kids skills and social emotional wellness and navigating the impact and strong emotions that come with trauma and chronic stress. Um, so how it's changed is we've we've gotten bigger. Um, we started out again, um, with, you know, we started out not a nonprofit and then we did, you know, eventually move into nonprofit status, which meant we, we have a board. (laughs) We started as a board of three. um, And now we've grown to a board of 12 um, amazing individuals um, who have backgrounds in not only 
teaching yoga um, and practicing yoga, but also in social work, in nonprofit development, in counseling, in high led, um, in um, mindfulness, and particularly mindfulness for um, regarding racial issues. Um, so we have built a beautiful, um, strong, skillful board, as well as um, a group of amazing teachers. So as the program has grown, so it became from, it went from myself and our practicum student at the time, LA, teaching the classes. And then as we developed, we brought on more teachers. Um, so we have over the few years, you know, worked with an amazing group of teachers who have experience, not only experience in training teaching yoga, but also what we feel is most important is that experience working with kids and particularly with kids um, living in low income areas and managing, again, those effects of trauma. So our mm. teachers are trained in trauma sensitive teaching practices and have experience working in areas um, in which that's prevalent. So, so yeah, we've grown from more board members um, mm. and teachers, and we now have a staff, uh, an employed staff of one at this <laughs> point. Um, and so, and we've grown in partnerships. We've had the privilege to work with um, partners now for three or four years. Um, we have a few charter schools in the city that we've worked with for a few years. We've had have a relationship, an ongoing relationship with St. Louis County Family Court System, and that programming is continuing to change and grow. Um, we've worked with St. Louis Public Schools. We've worked with a number of um, public schools in the county in St. Louis, there's the a city and county um, as a, a two main main counties and then a number of municipalities in the counties, each with their own separate school district. <clears throat> um, so we've grown in terms of those partnerships and um, as well as I think just in our visibility through the work of our board members and our teachers. Um, and their networks, um, the word has gotten out that we are an organization with this offering and, um, and schools are starting to really see the value. Um, I think when I started teaching yoga in general and to teaching with kids, it was seen as like, oh yeah, that's a fun thing if you want to do it. And now it's more, yes, we are looking for kind of um, outside the box resources for kids navigating in navigating the effects of trauma and stress, um, especially in this past year, <laughs> we have um, past year and so we have definitely seen schools and youth agencies really seeking out um, ways to help kids in, in of all ages to um, manage the impact. You know, I think we often see kids as uh, resilient, which they are, um, and also not really, we don't see them um, show the effects of stress and trauma mm -hmm. that we might see adults demonstrate. And so we might think there can be a tendency uh, to think that it's not affecting them, that we can mm -hmm. protect them, right? But kids, as we've seen the past year and a half, especially kids are picking up on that. And even if they're not saying like, 
I'm stressed from, and I, I've actually, you know, heard a number of kids say, I'm actually, I'm really stressed because of what's going on in the world. I'm scared for my health and my family's health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm scared, you know, for my community in terms of the, you know, racial injustices and such. Um, so I think that as, you know, a school and, and educational communities are really starting to, um, to recognize that and, you know, allow for resources that will help kids in managing the impact, especially this past year and a half. Yeah, I'm so, it's so wonderful that you had this in place prior to, to all of this happening. I think before the pandemic as well, obviously, there's such a need for trauma-sensitive yoga for children, mm-hmm. for adults, for everybody. Um, but now the fact that it's in place and has been functioning for a few years, and now you're, you were able to kind of, you know, transform into what needed to be done during the pandemic. I think that's really, really important. Um, what has been the greatest challenge in um, creating the oxygen, the oxygen project and like kind of sustaining it um, in the last, I would say in the last year and a half, I'm sure there's lots of challenges, but what has been the, the biggest challenge for you? Yeah, uh, in particular in the last year and a half, as you know, many organizations have done, we've had to pivot our programming. Um, we've done the virtual in, in, in many aspects and we've found you know, some successes with that. I'm always amazed at how um, as adults, oftentimes we're like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then it does <laughs> because the kids make it work <laughs> and they're just so happy to connect that you know, they make it work. Um, so we've definitely, that's been a challenge just in like offering our programming in different ways, um, you know, in different, on different platforms and, you know, as yoga teachers and, and maybe educators, we're, we're not particularly skilled at technology <laughs> all the time. Um, so that's definitely been, been a challenge. And then kind of an ongoing challenge is, you know, um, Anytime you're working with school systems, um, which have, you know, specific ways of working, you know, based on a number of of years of of operating in that way, um, when something new is being offered, even if it's seen as quite valuable and and needed, um, it's always a challenge in navigating with the um, school administrators administrators and teachers how that's going to fit into these traditional systems. So we see a lot of challenges and just in terms of like, um, can we devote resources like money (laughs) to this type of programming? Are we ready to, you know, actually, um, you know, value this, that type of service for kids with, with dollars? Um, Are we able to um, uh, change instructional time to prioritize the yoga and mindfulness programming during the school day, which is really our goal. We do do um, after school programming and um, family programming in the evenings, but uh, ideally we want to be a part of a kid's regular school day. And um, one thing about the Oxygen Project that might be different than other resources offered in schools is we're not working with um, like we're not pulling out kids who have a specific issue or diagnosis. We're working with whole 
groups of kids. So we, so all the teachers go into um, student classrooms and offer programming um, to the whole group. So, so our goal is really to allow these practices to be a part of every kid's school day so that they can become reliant on it because we know that these practices are valuable when they are consistent. When we have an opportunity to practice the techniques like breath work and meditation, um, in calm times, we know that we can use them in times of need and times of stress and chaos. So that's what we want to offer to kids. Um, so that's kind of an ongoing challenge as, as schools navigate, like, well, we have to get a certain number of minutes in math, for example. So how are we gonna fit this into the school day? So we have definitely seen a lot of interest and valuing of yoga and mindfulness programming at this point. Um, but where it gets a little sticky is, but how, how are we going to um, implement it? Yeah. And that's over and over again, when I talk to people, the, I think we're all in agreement, the way to get yoga to all children is during the school day in school, having it integrated with in the curriculum, because then the value is seen. Every child is being reached. It's not just children and after school or, which is also great, but just even seeing it as part of their day makes them realize there's value to it. And then, as you said, the consistency is really what, when we then start feeling and seeing the effects of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I totally understand. I mean, you're so not alone in that struggle right now where it's like, there is science behind it. There is research behind it. So people are like, oh, there is something to it. There, people are a little bit more aware and understanding of yoga and mindfulness, but we're, we're, it's at a, it's a, it's still a hard road to kind of, I mean, we're trying to get into a system that's been in place for so long. So exactly. Yeah. So, well, but I'm so, it's so great to hear about the work you're doing and it's just so important. So I'd love to hear also the rewards of it. So I'm sure there's many rewards for you. What has been the greatest reward for you so far in doing this work? Yeah, I think in general, in working with kids, um, I think why I've always navigated and enjoyed working with kids and why I've um, loved sharing yoga with kids is that um, those moments when even without prompting, they let you know how um, how the practices are impacting their life. Um, so I've had kids say, "Oh, when I was really mad at my sister, I did that that you know all <laughs> <laughs> um, And so then I was then I was okay. I didn't hit her. Like that's a huge win. Huge. Yes, <laughs> that's huge. A huge win. Or, you know, I was, um, um, you know, upset with a teacher and I did that, that breath and nobody knew I was doing it at my desk, you know. So th- these moments that um, they connect the dots um, and we do make those connections, help them to make those connections in classes. Um, like you might use this when you're feeling such and such. Um, but the kids really connect the dots. It's like, um, they they know when they will need it. So it's those are the rewards to me when kids actually express um, that they have used it. Just um, I taught my dad how to do this 
meditation or this posture. That's huge. Um, I remember working years ago, I volunteered um, teaching a class at the St. Louis City Juvenile Detention Center. And it was a rotating, of course, group of girls who would come in each week. Um, and each week, because we had some girls who had been there the previous week and some who were new, I would have those who, were, um, who had been there kind of tell the others, you know, what is yoga about? And what's your opinion of yoga? And um, although those classes never looked like a, a typical yoga class, <laughs> I found them to be so, um, yeah, so rewarding to 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 be in that um, in that setting and and with those girls in particular. But one day, um, I was asking the the girls who had been there the previous week, maybe two weeks, um, to share what they thought of yoga to a couple of new girls and. One said kind of under her breath, she said, yoga is the peace you find in yourself. I was like, what, what did you say? <laughs> she said, yoga is the peace you find in yourself. And that was, those were never words I had used, um, but that's what she felt. Um, and I always find it interesting that even the, the kids who um, might not seem to be paying attention, might not seem to be enjoying things one bit, they're taking what they need um, and, and finding a value um, to their life. So those types of comments are a huge reward to me. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't express that any better, but that's absolutely it. Um, and I do want to just make note, I apologize, everyone. I've, I've got a, my landscaper outside. So in and out are coming noises. <laughs> We've got a dog and a cat that are jumping in. Um, so just want to acknowledge everyone, but yeah, but that those unprompted moments where they tell you that they integrated it. I, it's always that feeling of like, see, now they've got it. They have it within them and they could take it with them. And that's, that's why we do what we do. We're, we're planting these seeds and then to, to hear that they're like, they understand. It's just, it gives me chills every time, every time I hear these stories. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd love to um, just pivot a little bit into, um, I think yoga encompasses very much that we take care of ourselves first in order to share it with others. So I was curious to hear from you how you've been caring for yourself, especially in this last pandemic year and a half that we've been all trying to navigate? Um, what are some ways that you've taken care of yourself? Yeah. Um, so as a, as an introvert <laughs> and a bit of a homebody, um, there have been aspects of, um, of the past year and a half uh, that I've appreciated um, in terms of the kind of the permission to slow down and do less and be more quiet. Um, those are, you know, honestly, like rather comfortable <laughs> places for me. Um, but I think, you know, a personal lesson that I've learned this past year and a half is that 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 rest is needed, you know, that, that um, slowing down is needed, you know, even when we're not forced to take it, like that is necessary to any work with anyone else with, in, with others. Um, so I've, um, 
yeah, I've kind of just really embraced that aspect of being more still, more quiet, um, taking longer walks. Um, I live close to um, one of the largest parks, so maybe the largest park in, well, not the largest, but in my opinion, the most beautiful park in St. Louis um, called Tower Grove Park. So I'm, I'm there almost every day. Um, and that became like really a haven for me um, to connect with nature in that way um, and with myself. Um, I've been reading more books uh, for, for pleasure. <laughs> um, I've been taking more baths um, and I've found, you know, I'm lucky to really have a great support system in terms of uh, family and friends and particularly friends who are also in the world of yoga and in the world of social work. Um, so we very much share um, beliefs and values. And so that's been a huge comfort. And, you know, finally, I think I've relied more on my yoga and meditation practice. And that's been, you know, this has been a moment where I've been like, what would I have done? <laughs> where would I be um, if I hadn't built that? So just so much gratitude for, um, for that and all the um, ways I've been kind of encouraged toward that. Yeah. Yes, yes. The things that we teach that we're able to then, I mean, really live. I mean, we, I think we've been living this lifestyle, but like it's really put to the test when we're in this time in our history. Um, yes. So yeah, I'm so glad you found those ways to take care of yourself. Um, I'd love to wrap up with your kids yoga gem. So I always ask at the end, if you can give one piece of advice to people sharing yoga with children, what would that be? Mm -hmm. I would say, let them guide. You know, I think sometimes we in education and in, of any kind and teaching yoga included, we get, you know, we have these grand plans and we want, we have specific outcomes and we very much, that are very valuable um, to those that we work with. And we want to stick to that plan and we want to achieve that outcome, whatever it might be. And in that we can sometimes have the um, potential to miss out on opportunities um, to really connect. So I think when I have in mind, like, let me just let the kids guide. <laughs> I'm able to tune into those teachable moments, those moments that weren't planned for, but are quite valuable. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of one of our amazing Oxygen Project teachers, Amber, how she has, um, she's been teaching at one of the charter schools um, that we've been working with for a few years now. And she, she shares with me that sometimes they just talk. <laughs> it's a group of middle school girls and they just talk. Um, and within that, she's weaving the lessons of yoga so beautifully without doing any postures and, you know, anything that really resembles yoga. And I think it's in those moments that kids are connecting to teachers to each other and to themselves. Um, through the practice of yoga, even if it doesn't look like um, a typical yoga class in any way. So yeah, that would be my gem is let, let them guide. <laughs> um, the kids we work with are like the greatest 
teachers that we have um, and they know what they need and it's helpful to allow that space um, for, for them to, to find it with, with, with um, some of our experience guiding as well. Yes. I, I love it so much. And it's, it's also something that's very unique to kids yoga classes that we are able to let them guide because for so much of their day, there's, their teacher has to cover certain things and they're so, and they're in the sport and they have to accomplish certain goals. And yoga is a time when we can really let them just be themselves, support them in that. And so that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, I, I'd love for people to be able to find you and to be able to find um, the Oxygen Project. So can you just point us in the direction of your website and social media and all of that? Yeah, so um, the Oxygen Project is at oxygenproject.org and we can be found on Facebook. Um, it's Oxygen Project Yoga for Youth and on Instagram with the same Oxygen Project Yoga for Youth. So, Wonderful. Love to connect. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on and taking the time. It was so great to talk to you. Oh, it was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. And yes, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Have a wonderful rest of your day. All right, you too. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to support the Kids Yoga Podcast, here are a few ways you can do that. Visit www thekidsyogapodcast.com. Here you'll see a link to my Patreon page and you will see different monthly subscriptions which will offer you added benefits. You can also contact me through the website and see all of the episodes that have been released so far. In addition, I truly appreciate those five-star reviews and ratings because it just brings so many more people to the show and it just means the world. So if you feel compelled, a rating and review, and press that subscribe button as well. So if you want to get in touch, shoot me an email, thekidsyogapodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow The Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Again, thank you so much for being here.